Hello and welcome back to the second episode of the Football Fan Central podcast. Today I'm joined by James Scales once again and Man United fan Jay Chotai. So guys, first of all, the Premier League has been back this week and the Championship as well. Um, have you been watching any football and what are your thoughts on it so far, how they're doing it behind closed doors? I've been, I watched my first game, which was the Man United game versus Tottenham. I'm not going to lie, it was a pretty... Boring game to start off with. Man United picked up the tempo after the 45th minute. Once Pogba and Igalo came on, they did change the game. But i got to say, I'm a bit disappointed with De Gea and Maguire. Like, the first goal wasn't... It's just yeah, yeah Maguire didn't look great for that. He, just, um, he fell asleep. Yeah, exactly. But I thought um, when Pogba came on, Pogba looked really, really good, I thought. Um, which yeah, is kind of a surprise because he hasn't he hasn't played in a few months. And James, what about you? Been watching any football? I know you watched the Palace game that was on BBC. How was that? Uh, yeah, it was really good. Um, the result, I, I expected a win, and we delivered. So you know, I can't be happier. Really, good start to the season. So, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was that looked like an all right game. And one thing I'd like to point out <laughs> is something that you did say last week. I don't want to question anyone or anything. <laughs> But you did say Milivojevic was a bit overrated, and then he went and scored that free kick. So what? What? What are you saying about that? All I'm going to say, he must have watched the podcast and you know got a bit angry at my words because he came on. He was playing great. He yeah. played. He, he, he controlled the midfield. He wasn't my man in the match. That that should go to Macarthur. But he controlled the midfield quite well. Him, Macarthur played great together, and that free kick was ah. Oh, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was a great goal. So let's have a look at some of the results that we have seen so far. Uh, so Sheffield United and the goal line technology, I think would be a good place to start. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing you guys would have seen it, whether you watched it or not. But the fact that uh, Nyland saved it for Aston Villa and just walked into his own goal with the ball and nothing was given. So would you give that to the technology? The technology needs to be fully changed, or do you think that's just a one-off thing? Well, I actually think it was the referee's fault because there was actually a second technology they should have checked, but they didn't mm, go to VAR. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they should have gone to VAR to check it, but yeah. I guess they relied too much on the goal line technology. James, what about you? I just I can't see how that wasn't a goal. When you look back on it, it I'm not an Aston Villa fan. No, no, I'm not a Sheffield fan, sorry. But even that annoyed me because I'm just like, yeah. that was so clearly a goal. That should have got that should have been a goal. Yeah, no, but, that's that's true. You know, it, it is what yeah. it is. Uh, VAR it, obviously is gonna have some faults. Then they didn't they didn't even use VAR, didn't they? Or did they use it? Re- wow. Yeah, they just went they just used goal line technology and like you said, I'm not a Sheffield United fan of any means, but the fact that I was annoyed at that, if you were a Sheffield United fan, you must be fuming. There, was there any shock results, do you think? So Man City beat Arsenal 3-0. Obviously, I think we a lot of us thought that Man City were going to win anyway. But do you think beating Arsenal 3-0, were you expecting that? Yeah. I mm. Yeah. Especially after seeing the lot especially after seeing the lineup. Uh, I I could see it coming because they were using you know it 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 was a good lineup um, 
but it paled in comparison to Man um, Man City's lineup. And then when you see the injuries that happened, um, I just I was I had no hope for Arsenal. Yeah, no. It's, do you think Arsenal are just beyond repair at this point? Because they did also lose to Brighton in their second game, two one. And James, I know you're not the biggest fan of Brighton, let's say, but um, are they just gone now? Do they just need to restart completely? Yeah, they yeah. they need to reshuffle the board a bit. Their board is um, they lack, you know, they they lack the spine to go in for like big, like more tactical moves. They just tend to like uh, what's it, Pepe? He yeah. like I said last week. He had the potential to be a good signing, but he's come there and he's done shit because it wasn't a tactical move. Mm. And it's annoying. Well, but... I think Pepe is adapting because he did he did he did have a good game against Brighton and he did score a pretty good goal top left. So yeah, he no, might that's just true. Yeah, it, it was a good goal, but I think um I, I don't know, I just think I agree with James a bit that like the backbone that no one's willing to take risks and yeah. If they do take risks, they take it in the wrong places and it's just not really working out well for them. Yeah. They're also like centre backs, aren't they? Because David Luiz free. Well, yeah. Honestly, if if David Luiz was in any normal job and he was as good as his job as he is, he would be fired straight away because that is a joke. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I just don't understand how Sons ended up that bad. It's it's unreal. It's shocking. I to be fair to him, he did take he took full responsibility, but that's not enough. That's yeah, not no, that's this... not enough. Like he was he was shocking. Yeah, I don't think I'll get think Arsenal yeah, no, should get rid of all their all their like shareholders, all their all their board. Keep Arteta though. I think they're not they need to have faith in Arteta because he seems to like know what he's doing because he does play good football, but when it comes down to it, like it's just the defense, they can't hold their own. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think Arteta can be a good manager in the long term, but he needs some backing from the players and from the board. Um, so yesterday, I think on day of recording yesterday, Newcastle beat Sheffield United. Um, so Sheffield United are still looking for a Champions League spot, but Newcastle absolutely thumped Sheffield United. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Do you think? Sheffield United still have a chance to get in Champions League. And how about Newcastle? Do you think if this takeover does go through, they could become a driving force into Europe? Oh, yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. If with a takeover, you know, you could give um you could give Norwich a takeover, you could give Fulham a takeover. But with the amount of money that they're the Saudi what's it, Arabian investment fund are giving them, I think it's worth about 330 what's it million or billion I don't know it's, you... it's crazy money crazy it's crazy a money. lot yeah it's so with that sort of money that <laughs> I, i'm expecting an mbappe neymar and like <laughs> suarez link up <laughs> i think they will definitely sign higher profile players but i think it would take oh, yeah. a few years to get into europe kind of thing coming back to your question about sheffield united i i think they just have to bow up for europa league now they think Champions League out of the question. It's yeah, too bold. I, I think you could be right. I'd love to see them get Champions League. Yeah, we said this last week. It would have been great. 
But I, I think Europa League for a club who's still just gone up is an incredible achievement. Like you rarely ever hear of that. So yeah, whether yeah. that's even been done before, I don't know, but very rare. So this week, I think we're going to bring in a new section onto the podcast where we predict five of the biggest games of that week. So I'm going to go through the game, why that's a big game, and then ask for your guys' prediction. So first off, the first game I've picked is Spurs versus West Ham. So in a way, this is a big game. Although the clubs are at two sides of the table, Spurs need to win to keep their hopes of a spot in Europe alive after drawing to Man United. That might have looked like a good result, respectively, but there's only a few games left, and they do kind of need to start winning games to be able to push for the Europe spot. And West Ham are in a very bad position after losing to Wolves 2-0 this weekend. So what are your predictions on what will happen? So who will win and give me a score? I think it will be a draw again. And I think it will be either 1-0 or 0-0. Both teams have been pretty poor up front. Like Kane, he isn't... Against Man he was non-existent. And yeah, that's true. He's out of form for quite a while as well, I think. I reckon it's going to be, I, I have faith. I'm going to say a 1-0 win to West Ham. I think Jared Bowen is going to score it, though. I have a feeling that Jared good. Bowen's going to do it. He does. But, no, fair enough. Honestly, this could go either way. Um, but I, I think I'm going to back Tottenham. The fact that they got a point against Man United, yeah. I think they'll bounce back. So I'm saying 3-1 to Tottenham. Jay, you're saying 1-1. And James, you're saying 1-0 to West Ham. It's going to be a very cagey affair. It's going to be very... They're both in poor form. Tottenham have everything to lose. West Ham have nothing to lose. So I have a feeling that that idea of recklessness that West Ham will have will drive them forward, I think. I could be waffling, but I do think that will give them some sort of drive to push to get out of the relegation zone. Yeah, no, I, I think you might be right in a way, because although they do have pressure to get out the relegation zone, in a way, since the football's restarted, there's been more pressure on the higher teams and less pressure on the lower teams. So West Ham can definitely pull out a result against the top top side because they are still a good side. It's just quite unfortunate where they are in the table. Yeah. So the next game I'll go for is Man United versus Sheffield United. So there's two points between the teams and they're both still fighting for Champions League spots. Although we did just say Sheffield United could be out of it. They've still got every chance and Man United still have every chance with a Champions League spot. So it's going to be close. Jay, I'll go to you first, being a Man United fan. What are you thinking? Well, I think both teams will be cagey again because it is for either Europa League or Champions League. But I think, I think Man U will get the wing, win. Uh, yeah, definitely because we have potential. I hope our manager starts Pogba and Agallo this time because James just didn't do anything last game. So if we start mm. the right team, we should get the win. Yeah, so what I found quite interesting actually is that United fans um, have been rating Agallo quite highly, which when he came, I was like, he's just going to be a sub striker or whatever. But United fans do actually really like him and I kind of like that because... He's kind of reviving his career a bit, and that's that's nice to see. Um, Scales, what about you? I I think it's going to be a Sheffield United win if they don't start Pogba, but if they start Pogba, a Man United win. 
it, it goes either way because Pogba had a great game uh, against Tottenham. By far, man of the match, he gave some great balls. Um, just, just the fact that Martial just didn't turn up. If his finishing was there on the day, they definitely would have won, I think. So yeah, if no. they start Pogba, then easily, I reckon Man United can win. I, I agree. Okay, let's get a score from both of you then. I'm saying 2-0 two, two to Man United. Okay, and Jay? Saying 2-1 to Man United. I'm going to agree with Jay on that one and say 2-1 to Man United. So the next game I've gone for is Chelsea-Man City. So both teams have pretty secure positions. So Man City, if whether this ban goes through, that's something else. But Man City are pretty much guaranteed Champions League. And Chelsea are quite a few points in. They could still drop out. But this game probably won't have much to do with the table. But this game has always brought around good goals. It's a great fixture. So what are you guys thinking about it score-wise? Because Man City have been dominating so far. They both have performed very well since the restart. Uh, As we saw from the comeback yesterday, two goals in the space of two minutes. Very good goals in that as well. Uh, So I think if Chelsea come with the drive they did um, yesterday against Villa, they can definitely pull out a win. So I'm going to say a 2-1 win for Chelsea, Pulisic and Abraham to score, I think. Interesting, interesting. And Jay? Yeah, Pulisic is in good form, but I believe Man City will win because De Bruyne against Arsenal, he was he was fantastic, and then Sterling's finally got a goal in twenty twenty, so I think he'll be be in better form. So I'm going to say no Man City, and I'm going to say two uh, Sterling's going to score both goals. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'm going to say two 0 to Man City as well. Um, yeah, I, I just think it'll be a good game. Um, it's always quite a good game, but I just think Man City are kind of too good at the moment. Although obviously they're not top of the league, they're on great form, and I think there's nothing stopping them really. So the last two fixtures I've chosen are actually Championship fixtures because although obviously there's plenty of Premier League ones, I feel like these two fixtures have a lot to do with the league. So I've gone for one of my I've gone for my own team in one of these. So Leeds versus Fulham. Fulham do need a win to keep their automatic promotion hopes high. And beating the team that they would most likely overtake being Leeds would be massive. Uh, Leeds need a win to regain confidence and retain second place after losing to Cardiff. So I'll start with this one because I've been to a lot of the Fulham games this season and we've already beaten Leeds at home. And I think we can do it away, to be honest, especially considering their fans are quite good. So they're at a bit of a disadvantage without their fans. So I'm going to say 2-1 to Fulham. I reckon... Sorry, Will, but I'm gonna to have to go for a um a two-one win to Leeds. Uh, I think Phillips will score, and um, Augustine will score as well. Yeah, it, I'll tell you what. If Augustine is back, that will be scary because Bamford is is rubbish, but Augustine he's very good. So if he's back in the team, that that would concern me. And what about you, Jay? I haven't watched much of the Championship this year, but I did watch the recent Fulham game. They didn't play that well. They lost 2-0, didn't they? So, mm-hmm. just based on that fact, I just think Leeds are... Where are Leeds in the table? I don't even know. Uh, they're second, uh, second. It's like one point between them and first. So, oh. 
It's really close. Yeah, I think Leeds will get the win because Fulham did not play well. Yeah, well, so, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, what about what, what score are you going to go for? I'm going to go for 2 1 Leeds. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, so the last fixture I've chosen out of these next five, out of the five fixtures this week, is Brentford versus West Brom. So as we know, Brentford beat Fulham on the, the weekend, which was not great. And if they beat West Brom, they actually won't be far from first and second place. West Brom also dropped points against Birmingham and they drew nil-nil. Uh, so Birmingham aren't very high up the table. So that's quite an interesting result. Yeah, I definitely think that um, Brentford could do some damage here, especially since they lost to uh, Birmingham, who are, who are 16th. You know, they're, they're very... Far, well, we say that they're, they're on 48 points and the nearest uh, spot for the playoffs is on 57. So it's a leap, but the point gap of the championship is actually really tight. I can't, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, what's it? A, it's a nine gap. It's a nine gap between sixth and 16th between mm, Birmingham and that, Preston. Yeah, that is, that is crazy when you think about it. Because oh, I just think it's one of the most competitive leagues in the world, to be honest. And you never know what's going to happen yeah, going exactly. into the season. Uh, what what score are you going for, James? Um, I'm going to say a Brentford win. Uh, 1-0. Ollie Watkins to score. Fair enough, fair enough. And you, Jay? Um, West Brom, they didn't have the best game. They, they didn't convert any chances, but... I think they'll bounce back. They are top of the table, so they need this win. So I'm going to go West Brom, 2-0 win. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go for a draw. So we've got one Brentford win, one West Brom win, and a 1-1 from me. So one of the fixtures that happened last week, which was, it must have been entertaining to watch. I didn't watch it, unfortunately. I wish I did. Um, but it's, it was Leicester-Watford. So Leicester scored very late on. Ben Chilwell, which was a great goal in itself. Right, yeah. And then Watford scored even later on and only Craig Dawson went and scored a bicycle kick. So, Jay, I know I know you're quite a fan of this game. What do you think about it? Schmeichel had a good game. Um, he made some great saves early on. But then that last goal from, what's his name? Uh, Dawson. Dawson. It, it was a good goal. It was a good bicycle kick, but Schmeichel, I was disappointed with him. Uh, yeah, I think Michael definitely could have done better with that. I was yeah. disappointed on the perspective of my fantasy team, but I was happy for I was happy for Watford because it means Brighton are in more danger, and it was a it was a lovely goal. It was be- it was. I, 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 it was very good. That that game looked great, but I wish I think that was the same time as the Fulham game, and I would have preferred watching that than Fulham. Jesus, but. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that's that that looked great to be honest. The chill world finish as well, taking nothing away from that because I feel like the Dawson one has kind of overtaken it a bit, but the chill world finish was great. Um, yeah. So leading on from chill world, actually, something that I was going to talk about was England's defence. So let's let's just look at the defence for now because I was thinking about this whilst watching Man United because I thought Luke Shaw actually looked really good against Tottenham. And I think yeah, he's he quite good, underrated, yeah. to be honest. But I think I think Chilwell should definitely start a left back. Uh, but Luke Shaw's not far behind in the starting team. And Jay, like you said earlier on, Maguire did not look good against Tottenham at all. So 
I think he still keeps his place in the England team. But then does Gomez and John Stones also get game time over him? Well, what do you I, think of that? My ideal back four would probably be Chilwell on the, as left back. As much as it pains me to say it, because I should be supporting uh, Wan-Bissaka because he's like an, he was at Palace for 11 years or something like that. But I'm going to say Trent Alexander-Arnold. We need more attacking threat. Um, and he's not even a bad defender. Like Defensively, he's okay. He's just not as good as wan in my opinion. But yeah. for centre-backs, I, I personally think it's very risky because, you know, we've got three good choices to choose from. But I'm going to throw in a little bit of a shocker and say Tamori Gomez because they are both quite fast um, centre-backs compared... Like Stones and Maguire, they, they aren't really that consistent and I feel like players like Tamori and Gomez could really make a difference uh, in our back four especially when it comes to our left back and our right back both very pacey players they could like pick up for any mistakes that they make so I do think that it will be sensible to choose Tamori and Gomez but what do you think yeah, more is definitely a good choice. I mean, I think that would be popular with Gareth Southgate because he loves young players. And Gomez, he's, he's top class. I think he's a great defender as well. But I would, yeah. I, would, I might be biased here, but I think Luke Shaw should start in left back. Yeah, he is without injuries. He is he is one hell of a player. Yeah, no, I I, I don't think anyone could question that too much. To be honest, I think people have every right to say Chilwell should start, but. Luke Shaw has looked good. I think there was a, maybe a year ago or two years ago, everyone was kind of saying Luke Shaw looked really overweight, everything like that. And at the time, he probably was. But he has really picked himself up. And he's still he's still not too old. He can still peak even more than he has. So, But then again, so can Chilwell. So we'll have to see what will happen. And um, James, you said Trent over Wambasaka. Jay, do you agree with Trent over Wambasaka or do you think Wambasaka? I think Wambasaka is class, but Trent, yeah, as James said, he's he's very attacking. He's got great crosses. Can definitely benefit. Yeah, no, he I, I think in terms of a goal scoring threat. Yeah, he linked with I, Chilwell very well. Yeah, exactly. On opposite sides, because Chilwell can do a bit of both. And Wambasaka, he is great. And I think if Trent can get converted to a centre mid, whether that's by Gareth Southgate or Jurgen Klopp, I, I think that should definitely happen because if Trent plays centre mid, wan plays right back, we don't have to worry too much about the midfielders because Grealish and Madison are great, but then as a holding midfielder, we need two probably. And Henderson and Rice are good, but Henderson isn't going to be around for that much longer and Declan Rice is not ready yet. So mm-hmm. you have to think about that soon. If Trent can... Sorry, go on. Sorry, um, I'm not sure about Trent being converted to centre mid because from right back, like he does cross the ball from right back. That's like his main trait. So I just think like you're taking that away from him if you do that. Yeah, that's yeah. to be fair, because centre mids don't get many crosses in. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens in the future, I suppose. Speaking of, um, I think, young players as well, just looking at the Man City game, as we, as I speak... Phil Foden has just scored uh, for Man City. He is, so I, he is unreal. He, he's, he is, now that we can see that Pep is giving him more faith, I think that if he carries on giving game time, 
he could definitely start for England in the near future. Like we're we're a sport for choice for like attacking players. We got Sancho, Kane, Rashford, uh, Dwight McNeil. Give him a few years, and he let him get leave Burnley. I I do think if he goes to a bigger team, like Sancho did. I say bigger team, you move from Man City, but in my opinion, I think Dortmund is bigger than Man City. Um, yeah, but if Dwight McNeil leaves um, Burnley, we've got great attackers. Yeah, no, I, I think we have got great attackers. Um, I think attacking midfielders definitely, because we probably only had, only, two years ago, we probably had no one really in that role because yeah, Barkley was starting to decline. Madison was probably still at Norwich or just joining Leicester. Greenish was doing rubbish with Villa and Phil Foden was not heard of. Now we have them three. Now we have them three and they're, they're going to be great for England. I think we're kind of sport for choice. Yeah. But I think I agree. The problem is, is that all three of them play attacking midfielders. Yeah. So we can probably really only play one of them. Maybe Perhaps two. Uh... May, yeah, maybe two, but it's risky. It's risky. What formation will we play though? Like, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Um, I think a four-three-three, with just yeah. so you know. I think Henderson, Madison, and probably someone like Oxlade Chamberlain, because Oxlade Chamberlain isn't too attacking, isn't too defensive. He's kind of just a box-to-box uh, midfielder. So it's a shame that like Madison or Grealish or Foden aren't box-to-box because then you could play two of them together. But unfortunately, they kind of all play in the same role. Yeah. It's unfortunate, really. I was thinking more of a four, um, one, two, three. So we have uh, Oxlade Chamberlain centre mid. And then at the moment, Madison and Grealish can. But if Phil Foden can reach his potential, stick Madison and Foden up as cam. Left wing, Rashford, striker Kane, right wing Sancho. Um, See, that's, it just that's depends on. Would you put Rashford in instead of Sterling? Actually, no. Rashford striker, Sterling left wing. Now that that's now, yeah, now that I've just, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's not been. He has not been, for lack of a better word, different gravy this season. He's been, he's been subpar. Whereas, like you know, Sancho has been great. Sterling's been, he's been, he's been decent. Uh, definitely, like what's still you know world class level, and Rashford's just been amazing. So I, I, I personally think drop Kane, but I mean, fair I, enough. I, just, I, I don't think that will happen. Him. I don't think that will happen. But it think Kane's Do you think Kane's going to get started? Um, He's too injury prone. I yeah, I don't, I don't know to be honest because he is captain, and I still think he is one of the better players. Although people say that his goals are quite easily scored he doesn't really work for them stuff like that I still think he is great and I think Sterling and Sancho either side of him will work but I wouldn't mind I wouldn't be too bothered if Rashford started up front or if if Sterling got dropped for Rashford because Rashford has been good and again he's still so young he's still got so much potential you have to remember about these players who came on the scene four years ago that they're still only 22 now uh, and that's that's something to look forward to in the next few tournaments. I'm gas for international football, mate. You got the American World Cup. That's gonna be that's gonna be mental. 2026 Sancho is gonna be. 
Yeah, it would have been oh. the Euros right now. Yeah. Here's a question England. for you. Who's your starting goal for England? Dean Henderson. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was saying that. Pickford got international experience. Mm, yeah, true. But I still think Dean Henderson is the best England keeper. I think he's I think he should start for Man United next season, to be honest. Jay, well, I know you're a United fan, so... Do you think Dean Henderson over De Gea, or are you still all for De Gea? I think De Gea has been great in the past for us, but he is—he's made so many mistakes recently. So I think we do need to give Dean Henderson a chance. Yeah, I think um, you'd be very silly to let him go on a permanent, whether that yeah. will happen. But I think he's ready to start for United. To be honest, it's interesting you say it because uh, <clears throat> Solskjaer said. I, I saw it a while ago. He thinks that he wants to, he should give Dean Henderson another year at Sheffield before moving into a team where there's a lot of pressure. Because we can't deny it. Like Man United have a lot of pressure behind them. They've got a very big fan base. They are, you know, pretty sure they're in like the top five, you know, most valuable sports club in the world. So that mm. comes a lot of pressure. International fan base. Like I don't know if he can handle that. He's only what, twenty one ish? I just don't know if he can handle it. Yeah. Like that. I see your point, but <clears throat> I, I I see your point, but I think he is ready for it. To be honest, I think the sooner you put him in there, the better, because they can't keep loading him out for to Sheffield United because that'll be if they do do it next season, that'll be the third season in a row that they do it. So I don't know. For me, I, I just think the sooner he's in the team, the better. Thank you for joining me on the second episode of our Football Fan Central podcast. Thank you to my two co-hosts who expertly analysed last week's games and look forward to next week's games. Uh, Don't forget to follow our social media and have a look on our website because articles do keep going up. Thank you for listening.